Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 100 Pounders Wednesday meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Today is the 23rd of August 2023. And today I'm absolutely delighted to welcome our speaker, Dave S. Dave is currently living in San Francisco. He came to OA in 2014 and he is originally from New York. So I am going to hand it over to him now and tell you exactly what he did to get here. Take it away, Dave. Thank you so much, Rita. Uh Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day. You magical, marvelous, amazing miracles. I am Dave. I'm a compulsive overeater and a hundred pounder. Uh, and I live in San Francisco, California. Um, and while I still can, I just put my contact info in the chat. Um, first off, uh, thank you so much uh, to Rita and the team, everybody for doing service today. It's a powerful thing. Uh, to be able to be there behind the scenes and do all the incredible work that you guys do. Thank you so much uh, for making the meeting space available and um, and all of this welcoming uh, community. Um, some I'll, I'll give you just some quick um, statistics uh, on, I, as, as Rita mentioned, um, I, I've struggled for a long time in Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, I came in, uh, I came into recovery actually through the, uh, through the sister program uh, or the, I don't know what, it, what do you want to call it? Like the beverage program uh, as opposed to the food program um, uh, about uh, a little under 33 years ago. Uh, and I got sober uh, and, um, but I'll tell you, you know, yeah, alcohol and drugs were killing me then, but, um, I'll tell you, I picked up food and I used food as an addictive substance, uh, well before I ever picked up a drink, ever had a, a, uh, uh, an illicit drug. And, um, you know, even as a sober man who, who found recovery through the 12 steps of, uh, of AA, um, I still struggle for a really long time um, with issues around uh, food and my eating behaviors. And, um, you know, not everybody gets here that way, um, but I do find that there's a lot of double winners who come into OA. And uh, I just wanted to welcome anybody who is, who's new or who is struggling. Um, you know, I thought, why can't I get this? Why can't I get this? Um, thanks to uh, thanks to a, a power much greater than myself that I choose to call God. Um, anybody, you know, I, I don't know what God is. I know less about God today than I did 33 years ago. Um, I don't have to understand it. I don't have to call it a particular name. Uh, it, it's not the thing that I was taught when I was when I grew up as a child, um, and I know for a lot of people it is, and that's great. And uh, you know, for me, it's different. Um, I, I don't try to define it or understand it, but I just know that I'm not it, um, and uh, and that I can use it. Uh, and anyway, but thanks to that power, um, I found uh, abstinence. Uh, in OA, and I've I've been continuously abstinent now since December eighteenth of twenty twenty one, and um, um, I'm going to show you some pictures uh, just so that because you know obviously all you see is like a little rectangle on a screen here, 
Uh, and so it's hard to actually get an idea uh, sometimes. Uh, and, you know, just to, just to show a little bit of like that the, there's something powerful that, that worked in my life. Um, I have dieted and gained and lost weight and I've, I've lost a hundred pounds before. Um, you know, and I, and I just went right back on the yo-yo, right? Um, something, something remarkable entered my life. Um, and it's because I think I finally really surrendered um, to this power and, and was really finally willing to do whatever it took to get recovery from this disease. Uh, and that happened on uh, December 18th, 2021. Why was that day any different than any other day? It really wasn't. Um, what happened that morning was um, no different than what had happened on many other mornings. Um, I think that what um, what had happened for me was that um, I, I finally, um, I, I really, really worked steps six and seven in my other program. Um, and, you know, it, they, we, six and seven used to be thought of as like the flyover steps. I used to think of them, you know, as like the, the things that I get to, like after I've done my inventory and I'm, I'm heading out to, you know, to like do my amends. Um, and what I've learned over the years uh, is that actually six and seven are right in the middle for a reason. And, um, and in many ways, it's where the really deep magic of transformation happens in my life. Um, and um, the, the process was um, recognizing that I wasn't ready to give up food, wasn't ready, that I wasn't ready to give up these behaviors. Um, didn't even understand what my life would look like if I did give up food and these behaviors, um, if I had stopped controlling my life. And the power in six was to say, I'm not ready. So God, higher power, whatever you are, could you in your time, not mine, could you make me ready? Please make me ready. And yeah, I know that it's not gonna happen on my schedule. So, you know, but can you make me ready? I'm not willing, but I'm willing to be willing. And, um, and I did that for about six months. Um, and I'm gonna show you some of those pictures in a second. Um, so when I, on, on, that, on that day, uh, I finally got back on the scale, I weighed myself. I hadn't weighed myself in a very long time. I hadn't been to a doctor in a long time. Uh, I hadn't been to a dentist in a long time, right? Now, and this is as a sober man, okay? But I just wasn't, I was taking care of everybody else. I wasn't taking care of Dave, right? And I was, you know, I, I got on the scale and I was 350 pounds. Um, and this morning I got on the scale uh, just because that's part of what I do each morning. Um, I, my scale is not my higher power, by the way. Um, had to learn how to deal with that. My scale is a medical feedback device. It does not tell me what my self-worth is. If that number goes up a little, it's okay. If that number goes down a little, it's okay. It's not telling me how worthy I am today. Um, thank you, Overeaters Anonymous. But I got on that scale this morning and I was 183 pounds. Um, so in many ways, I'm pretty close to being half the man I used to be. Um, 
And uh, I like thinking about it that way sometimes. Let me, uh, let me just take you through some quick pictures. So this was me in uh, February 8th of 2022. So this is after I had started my, my journey again in Overeaters Anonymous. Um, I was probably about 335, uh, at, so I had already lost you know, some of the weight. Um, uh, I, I actually went uh, to Sedona, Arizona, and I was, this is my friend Stu, um, who's a wonderful person and you know, doesn't have uh, any issues around food. Uh, I bring this up because a year later, so this was in February of 2002, um, this was us meeting again. Um, we, we actually went up to Mount Tamalpais, uh, which is just north of San Francisco. And, you know, um, just to give you, like, Stu's about the same, um, but um, but that was about a year later uh, in February, and I think I was about um, 210, something like that. Um, this, is, this picture of me, so this was taken in June of 2021, so this is before I entered uh, recovery, and I'm pretty sure I was way more than 350 at that time. I, I was probably closer to 370. Um, I don't know, because I wasn't willing to get on a scale. I was so ashamed. This was my son's high school graduation. And so, you know, I used to be the guy who was always the picture taker, never the one who ever wanted to get behind the camera or get in front of the camera. Um, so, of course, I turned myself into the photographer. But, of course, you know, this is an important occasion. I look at the smile on that guy's face and I know how he felt. Um, I have, there was a lot of sadness and shame and guilt at that time uh, around, around what I was doing to myself and uh, around my, my, my weight, my body image and, and all the rest of it and just my health. And um, yeah, I feel a lot of empathy uh, and uh, for that man today. Um, uh, and, and today I'm, I'm, I choose not to be that guy. Um, this was us uh, in, in February of this year. Um, that, that's a medium, by the way. Uh, I'm, I'm so, I, again, it's not about what's, what's the number on the scale or, you know, what's the size of the clothes, but like how nice it is to, I mean, I don't wear, pretty much I don't wear anything that has an X in it anymore. Um, that's, I have stuff now that ranges from size S to size L. Um, and uh, this was uh, a picture pretty recent and sort of in May, me and my wife, uh, we went to go visit my mom for her 90th birthday back in New York. And um, I think I was about 190 uh, at, at that point. So, um, you know, thank you Overeaters Anonymous. Thank you for, um, for giving me uh, a whole bunch of um, a completely transformed physical body, but you know, more importantly, it's the um, the, rela the the relationships, and it's a, a peace and a serenity, and um, and a sense of purpose that um, has been incredibly reinvigorating. Right and now, I'm not saying that sobriety and recovery is uh, uh, is, is, was shitty. It, it's not, it, it was actually a pretty good thing. But what I have found is that, um, Overeaters Anonymous has helped me go to a much deeper place, uh, around, around recovery. And I love being new again. I love not, you know, thinking that I know all the answers. I love being, 
a person who, um, who who's teachable again. Because, um, you know, I, I can hang around, I'll tell you, I can hang around recovery rooms and like, I know how to tell a good story. You know, I, I can I can weave in whatever it is that I want to weave in. I can make it sound really good and be dying inside. Absolutely dying inside. Um, and I, I'm, I hope I'm not going to do that today. I don't know. You know, my brain still likes to lie to me. Um, so, but, you know, and, and what's funny is uh, I woke up this morning and um, there's some things that are going through that are going through my brain. Um, one of them was some fear. And it wasn't even so much fear about coming and speaking to all of you. Like that's such an incredible privilege to be able to come and speak at, at an Overeaters Anonymous meeting and to, to just share a little bit about what's going on. There's just some other stuff, like I've got a really interesting um, opportunity, uh, a new, uh, um, some job interviewing that I'm doing for a pretty prestigious company in a, in a leadership position. And I don't say that to brag, I say that because I woke up and I was like, you are going to fail. I woke up this morning and I, and I was in fear because they have a way of doing interviews and, you know, like I have to do a whole bunch of preparation and like, I've got to, you know, they gave me some critical critic, you know, some criticism about how I'm long winded and don't get to the point, <laughs> which I mean, ah. um, sometimes I, I think I'm, I, I, I qualify for another 12 step program uh, on and on. Um, so anyway, this is why I always appreciate that that we're we're timing these shares. So I I won't uh, I won't go on and on. But um, the you know the fear doesn't go away just because I get sober, just because I get abstinent. Like it's you know it's still there. Um, but most days I don't wake up where I want to pull the covers over my head anymore. You know, most days I don't wake up with a sense of terror. This morning I did. This morning I woke up feeling a little bit scared. Um, and um, it reminds me of, of something that, um, that I learned. Uh, I had a sponsor who, who told me, he said, Dave, he said, you know, you may think of yourself as a man who... Um, you know, as an agnostic, because I was, I, I, I had really serious problems with this whole God business um, when I came into recovery. Um, very briefly, my mom is a Holocaust survivor. So she was a hidden child in Belgium uh, during the war, when, you know, during the ages of six to 10, and she was hidden um, and her family was separated. And, um, you know, so I grew up with these stories. And these stories of, you know, as a child listening to my mom tell me about how there was an organized group of human beings who were, you know, organized. Hey, that is very strange. I thought that I had turned off. Hang on a second. That's 15 minutes. Thank you so much. And I need to turn on Do Not Disturb. Apologies for that. Um, you know, and I, I, I could not imagine a God that would allow a, an organized genocide of, you know, by one group of humans on another group of human beings. You know, how could you say that there's a loving and caring God that, um, 
that, that would kill arbitrarily 70% of my extended family. Right. And so, so when I came into recovery and I was confronted with this idea that God is everything or God is nothing, um, I, I really, it was really, really difficult for me. And what I loved about it was people said, it's okay. You know what? You don't have to have it all figured out, Dave. Right. But how's it working out for you right now? How's Dave's way working? And I'll tell you, Dave's way wasn't working so well. Um, and, and that was the start, right? The start was like, you know what, Dave, you don't have to believe in anything. All we ask is that, are you even just willing to believe that there could be a power greater than yourself that could actually solve the, solve your problem? It doesn't even need to be supernatural. And like, you know what? That helped. Um, it helped a lot. And what I was willing to do is I was willing to just have an open mind. And um, later on, that's come to, to be, become a very, very deep faith for me. Um, again, in something that I totally don't understand, but what I've seen through experience is that whatever I believe in tends to start to manifest in my world. So um, the really powerful thing about this is what am I gonna choose to believe in today? And, um, and one of my favorite ways of thinking about that is like, so do I believe in a God that makes mistakes? I, I love that question because it really forces me to confront this issue of faith. And um, either I do believe in a God that makes mistakes, in which case maybe I have a God that's too small, right? Can I imagine a bigger God? Or maybe, Maybe I believe, maybe that maybe I believe in a God or a higher power or whatever it is that doesn't make mistakes. Um, and I don't have to call it by name and it doesn't have to have, it doesn't have to wear socks and sandals. Um, but can I believe that there's a power in the universe, right? Um, and when I believe that, it means that I'm not a mistake. It means that all the situations that are going on in my life right now are not mistakes. And what it allows me to do is it allows me to make a choice. And that choice is between faith and fear. See, what I didn't realize, and I had revealed to me yesterday, actually in a conversation with a sponsee who was, I mean, in a really difficult place, and um, is that fear is a very, very deep form of faith. What fear is, is faith that everything is going to go to shit. And I sometimes am an abject worshiper at the, that altar. I have a deep belief that it's all going to turn out badly. So what's my choice going to be today? Right, Because whatever it is that I choose to believe, I, I actually, and this is the other cool thing that I've learned about people in recovery and, and addicts in general, I think. We're incredible manifestors of reality. I mean, incredible. Right? Like I have this guy that I like to call Dave the Bulldozer. You know, the one that puts his head down and gets shit done. And like... I, I know that like there's some really powerful stuff that I can do in my life when I put my head down and I can get shit done. Like I can manifest some pretty amazing things 
in my life. But, you know, what that also means is that, like, I'm going to manifest whatever it is that I believe in. And, you know, if I believe that the world is a place of abundance and love and generosity, or I believe that the world is a terrifying, scary place full of kill or be killed, whichever I believe I'm right, whichever I believe I'm right and it's gonna come true and I'm gonna act that way. And I'm actually gonna manifest it into being. And, you know, so the reminder that I got yesterday when I was talking to a sponsee who was going through a whole bunch of stuff is like that actually I'm very much, I'm a deep man of faith. What do I believe? Do I believe that everything's gonna be okay or do I believe that everything's gonna turn to shit? And when I start looking at it that way, then I can see that actually like, so I, I'm, a, I'm a tremendous devout believer at the altar. And sometimes that altar is the altar of fear. Um, now here's the thing. So what can I do about it? Cause I can't fix me. I, like, this is the powerful thing. I can't fix Dave with Dave's brain. Dave's brain is what got Dave to be 350 plus pounds and unable to walk up two flights of stairs without feeling chest pain. So I got to go to some something else. I have to go to something else. And I try to remember that um, that something else, I don't have to understand it in order to use it. You know, they talk about, and we agnostics in the big book, they talk about this idea of like the, you know, the starlit night um, and, you know, who then created all of this. I don't know. I don't know. Those are really big questions. I don't have to know. I don't have to have it all figured out. I don't know how electricity works, but I do know that if I walk into a dark room, if I turn on the light switch, right, like the light comes on. So I don't have to understand electrons and all that other stuff, right? I could, but I just know, so I don't have to know how God works or what God is, but I know that when I go and I pray, when I go and I share about what's going on in my life, when I tell you people the truth, not just what I think I, you want to hear from me, but when I actually tell you the truth, something magical happens. Right. All of a sudden I leave that world of scarcity and I start to enter this world of abundance and a world. I call it the world of nod. Do you know why we call it? I call it the world of nod, because when I when I sit here and I look at meetings and I see all of these people and they're all going like, yep, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the world of nod. Right. Um, and I realized that like that feeling that I have that I've had all my life, which is that I'm the black sheep. I step into a room in Overeaters Anonymous, um, people who are working to recovery, and I find my flock of black sheep. Thank you, Overeaters Anonymous. Thank you for helping to, you know, remind me today that um, I don't do this alone and that I never have to do anything alone ever again if I don't want to. Um, and that's a gift. That's a gift that I got, and I don't think I'll ever be able to repay it. So, you know, um, I, I, I'll, 
I'll, I'll close with this, that my, um, so my sponsee who, you know, who, who didn't, who, who, um, you know, we talked once a week, you know, texted me this morning and he wanted to talk and, um, you know, I, I was in a place of fear. And so of course, you know what happened? Like, where did I go? My brain went, oh, he's going to fire me. He doesn't want me to be his sponsor anymore. See, that's what I mean about manifesting. And I said, you know what? How about instead of believing that, Dave, like, why don't you just call him back, right? Tell him you're available. And so we talked. And guess what? He didn't fire me. He didn't say, you know, you know, what he, what he did was he, he, he said, can I read you the notes that I took from our conversation yesterday? And it was so powerful. I actually asked him to send me a copy. Like he actually, he actually sent me a copy of these notes. And reading through it, it was exactly what I needed to hear today. Like I get to, this is the best part, right? That like I'm reading the things that I told him yesterday that he took notes on and he's now reading them back to me. And I'm going, oh, right. Yeah, no, I need to hear that. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Right. He says, maybe I'm wrong. Be willing to believe in a possibility that not everything will turn to shit. <laughs> Five minutes. Right? My intellect and my pride, my intellect and my pride is what's stopping me. Right? And, you know, that I can't fix this with my brain, that the intellect protects this fallacy, right? Because that my, that's my brain just trying to have control. My brain wants to have control. And what I really need to do is let go and let the universe take me, right? And remember that whatever is happening, it's not happening to me, it's happening for me. Can I take that with me today? To remember that all this stuff that's going on in my life, all of these struggles, that these are opportunities for the ability to help somebody else sometime in the future. You know, what if the world is not a terrible place? Maybe I can have pleasure and not be punished, right? These old ideas, they don't serve me. And that, you know, the fear will come back, but I can practice and I'll do it and I'll do it badly. I am going to practice faith poorly today, right? That's a wonderful, loony thing for me today, right? That I don't have to do it right. I don't have to do it well. Sometimes I can only do it 60 seconds at a time. But can I wear that change of attitude today in a different way? And then how does that express itself? Well, you know, what it means is like, you know, can I eat in a healthy way today, right? I don't need that food to be, um, to be that escape, that savior, that, mm, you know, I just need to have something. Can I instead turn to that power that's way bigger than me that I don't understand um, and, you know, and ask it for help? That I have a choice, right? I have a choice. I, have a, I can have faith in pessimism, which by the way, is really deeply powerful, right? You know, in, in the other program, we call this the, the alcoholic opera. Have, have you guys ever heard the alcoholic opera? Here's how it goes. 
Me, 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 me. Right? Or can I have faith just for a minute, just for the willingness to believe that maybe things aren't all going to go to shit today? Maybe, just maybe, that things are happening for me, not to me. Maybe, just maybe, these things that I feel like are my struggles today are actually opportunities um, to be able to be helpful to somebody else a month from now or a year from now or five years from now. Maybe that, you know, this struggle that I'm going through is there so that, you know, that I can be helpful and useful to somebody else at some point in the future, right? And that, that it's not all bad. And maybe it's even just about enduring what's going on, right? And being able to, can I, can I endure this pain, but do it with nobility? Can I do it and show how, you know, how this works? You know, because I am a garden variety case. I am a garden variety case. And I'm also really, really powerful. I will manifest whatever it is that I believe I'm bringing into the world today. So, you know, my uh, my challenge, I suppose, to everybody here today is um, what what are you going to be bringing into the world today, right? And if you're looking for a topic, right? Am I, am I bringing faith? Am I bringing fear? Um, how am I manifesting that today? Thank you so much for being here and for basically helping me recover. I am so incredibly grateful um, to, to have this new life that Overeaters Anonymous has given me and I will never be able to repay it. And I'm so incredibly grateful to be able to keep coming back and keep learning. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Dave. Thanks. Uh, that was a really strong message of strength and hope. Thank you so much. I'm just going to read something out of AA, page 417. For years, I was sure the worst thing that could happen to a nice guy like me would be that I would turn out to be an alcoholic. Today, I find it's the best thing that ever happened to me. This proves I don't know what's good for me. And if I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good or bad for you or for anyone. So I'm better off if I don't give advice, don't figure I know what's best and just accept life on life's terms as it is today, especially my own life as it actually is. Before AA, I judged myself by my intentions while the world was judging me by my actions. So we'll stop it there. <laughs>